Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> hey, Streaming Wastelanders, how's it going? This is Ringo and Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. So this week, we're looking at 2016's Don't Hang Up on Peacock. Greg, what have you been up to this week? Oh, man. I watched this movie, obviously, and it's very upsetting. But then I've been playing a new cell phone game. It's called The Program. It's about building a college football team. I got that football urge because I'm a sports boy. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to grind my way up in the conferences and stuff like that. It's a, it's a better – it's a fun outline. It's very much an early access. I think it'll be a good game eventually. It kind, there's a tiny little part of me that wants to go buy Madden, but I'm probably <laughs> never going to buy another copy of that series again. Mm. Uh, I'm not a big fan of these ultimate team modes that a lot of – sports games have gone into i don't really enjoy the idea of opening booster packs of cards to create my ultimate sports team i much prefer the idea of building i i'd rather take no name players and i am by no name i mean literally fake people that they made up and building a team around them and just kind of letting dice determine how good the players are to start with and then letting me guide them from there but yeah. a lot of while that mode is still in uh, most sports games, it's it feels like it's always secondary now to either if it's I, I don't I haven't played any of the NBA 2K games in a little while. But for a while, they had kind of the my story, you know, build your own character and take them through the NBA, which is a cool twist on it. But they started introducing virtual currency in the last one I played. And from what I understand, it got way worse. And you had to basically spend to upgrade your guy at any sort of meaningful rate. Ugh. And I hate that. And then, yeah, Madden seems like the big draw these days is Madden Ultimate Team. I know that's what streamers like to focus on. And so for me, it's just these games, I guess, are, are just going to be part of my past. I don't usually emulate anything, so I, I'm not going to go back and play old ones that I liked. And I'm certainly not going to buy new ones if they're all just... I don't have a problem with microtransactions, but again, it's not why I play sports games. So this is one of those yeah. things where I don't think... I don't know. Maybe it's just those days are behind me. I'm just not a sports gamer anymore. What about you? Besides, you know, dealing with a, a headache-inducing weekend, my wife and I ended up watching They Clone Tyrone. So I got to go ahead and watch it twice. And I got to tell you, second watch through, I caught a lot more stuff. You know, kind of like going ahead and watching The Wretched with uh, with my wife. I was able to be like, oh, hey, yeah, no, that makes a little bit more sense now that I've seen it the second time. I can see what they, what they were hinting at. So... I still yeah, haven't watched it yet. That. Yeah. yeah, it's it's on my list. The list is many miles long, and I have so yeah. many other things to do. So it's one <laughs> of those things where eventually I will get around to watching it, but it might have to wait until the next holiday weekend, which is what Labor Day. So yeah. Oh, also, I, I ended up talking to my mom, and she had some suggestions for the podcast. But then talked to uh, my wife, and she had some suggestions for the podcast. So we'll see how that one turns out. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't they make their own podcast? You hear that, (laughs) Mrs. Ringo and Mother Ringo? Go ahead and start your own, and then we'll see who has suggestions. And yes, I'm doing the Friends fist bump FU motion. (laughs) 
I could see my mom doing a teaching podcast and my wife going ahead and doing a basically whatever excites her podcast. And you know, I'd listen you to it's going to be funny. She's going to do a, she do a podcast with my wife where they throw you out. <laughs> <laughs> what up YouTube fam? We're throwing this mover out on the streets. <laughs> He's been with us for two years. Get out. <laughs> He's overstayed his welcome. And then some, he hasn't moved a box in over a year. Today he ate the last of my pretzels, so he's gots to go. <laughs> With that being said, you want to go ahead and get into this? Yeah, sure. Uh, Let's talk uh, about this quote-unquote movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like I said earlier, we got into 2016's Don't Hang Up. It's on Peacock. This is a movie that's rated R for disturbing violence and language, including sexual references. Be careful who you prank. This movie stars... Greg Sulkin as Sam, Garrett Clayton as Brady, Bella Dane as Peyton, Parker Sawyers as Mr. Lee, Sam, Brady, and their friend Roy prank a woman into believing her child is in danger and posts the video on social media. A few months later, Sam and Brady find themselves at Sam's house when a call comes in. The caller, Mr. Lee, lets on that he knows about them and their pranks and is going to make them pay. Soon, Sam and Brady are in for a night that tests their wits and courage and their friendship. That being said, the synopsis, in my opinion, is a hell of a lot better than this movie. Thanks, I wrote it in three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bet you the movie was written in about a minute, because, damn, I was looking for my phone the whole entire time to find something to distract myself going, wait, I can't go ahead and be a millennial on this. I have to pay attention because I got to talk about this on Thursday <laughs> with Greg. <laughs> yeah, this movie is absolutely something that was a kernel of an idea that probably should have either been allowed to grow longer or should have just been, I don't know, dug up and thrown away. Yeah. Because the, the concept of getting revenge with somebody who's been mean to you on the internet or done something bad on the internet is probably pretty uh, a pretty popular idea for for anybody, right? I think that even even though people say like, oh, it's boomers or stuff like that, the, even the younger generations they see some people who are just absolute animals on the internet, and they're just like, dude, I wish somebody would punch that guy in the face. But this movie doesn't do it. It's not that can't be the whole plot. The whole plot, you know of oh, well, these guys did something bad on the internet and therefore they have to pay. It, it's not very compelling. And I think along those lines, I think one of the biggest problems I had besides the acting, which we'll talk about in a minute, but none of these characters were even remotely sympathetic, including nope. the the bad guy. I yeah. thought all of them were just fucking assholes. And so it was yep. just, it was like watching a scripted jackass <laughs> where everybody just sucks and they're doing it on purpose, except I know that we're supposed to want to to root for Sam and Brady as they talk about brothers forever, which <laughs> felt like it came out of nowhere and didn't need to be said. I, I got the impression from the get go that they were best friends. I can pick up on, on that subtext and yeah. I didn't need it explained to me seven times in the movie. Well, I, these are not a modern day Frodo and Samwise. This is, yeah. this isn't some sort of big dramatic relationship. So I knew it was going to be really on the nose and really shoved in our face when, Brady pulled his sleeve back and he's like, Oh, what's that say? And Semper Fidelis joining the Marines. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. 
All right, so you're going to make it so that we have to see every aspect of this. You're going to make it very explicit, and you're going to go ahead and make us understand that these guys, one, their lives are only about pranks, two, they're only about each other when they're not about pranks, and three, they are, I guess, supposed to represent, like, 18-year-olds or 17-year-olds about to be 18 going out of the house. I'm assuming that they were high schoolers. Yeah, they were talking about graduating and stuff okay. like that. that Unless you're talking sure. about graduating college, but I I don't think it's that common for people to join with the military right out of college. Yeah. Like I think that at least in terms of movies, I don't know about in real life. I have no clue and I don't want to cast any aspersions one way or another. It's more along the lines. I think in movies, usually when somebody's talking about like I'm joining up next year, that means that they're about to turn 18 and they're, they're graduating high school or they're going to not graduate and just join straight in. So yeah, I was I assumed as well that they were 17, 18, something like that. Sounds about right to me. And I mean, I can tell you for anyone that listens to this, if you are considering joining the military, don't don't get a military tattoo. Okay. <laughs> All right. First off, you're gonna go ahead and get belittled, harassed, assaulted, called a child. They're they're gonna abuse you. If you go ahead and get a military tattoo before you get in. Don't get a military tattoo while you're in boot. Don't get a military tat while you're in training. Do it when you go to your first unit and you've actually deployed with them. Otherwise, don't do this. <laughs> I'm trying to save someone's life here. <laughs> That's right. Freedom, everybody. That's what we're fighting for. But here's a list of rules of what you can get, can or can't get a tattoo. <laughs> I mean, hey... You don't have to listen to me, but don't come crying. <laughs> Ringo, you didn't save me. I, I warned you. <laughs> I actually just, I'm going to supersede that. Uh, if anything ever in your life goes wrong, don't come crying to us. We are two people talking about movies. We didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's really on you. <laughs> man, I, I'm in my 30s, and I can tell you right now, I rely on my wife to help me get through most days. So I can't help out someone I've never met before. <laughs> I can, but only with one piece of advice. Don't listen to us about anything besides movies because we're not that smart. So, <laughs> but anyway, this movie is really like to expand on the plot a little bit. They do get shut into this house. The house gets turned off. I believe it's Sam's house. The power gets turned off. They're, they're kind of trapped in there by a guy on the phone. Who's Mr. Lee telling them that if they leave the front door, he's going to kill Brady's parents. He sends them video of Brady's parents. Then, Later on, it's revealed that he had killed Brady's parents hours ago, and he was just fucking with them. He has killed their friend Roy. What was it? Prank Monkey 69? Yeah, Prank Monkey yeah, 69. because these writers clearly know youth so well. But they they then find out, yeah, like I said, he killed one of their friends. He killed another one of their friends. They think that he dropped the dead friend off at the back door, but it wasn't the dead friend. It was actually Mr. Lee the whole time. And they... If that sounds like Saw, that's because this movie really wanted to make Mr. Lee out to be some sort of jigsaw, but with the meaning of he just wants to get back at the people who killed his wife. What? They killed his wife? Yeah, their prank call, she grabbed a gun, and then when she thought there was an intruder in the house, she turned and shot something, and it ended up being her kid. The kid died, and she killed herself right there on the spot. So Mr. Lee came home to a dead wife and kid. Sympathetic, sure. But lots of people live through tragedy without going and getting murderous revenge on the people who did it. Yeah. I guess this movie is a great summation of thoughts on why I think gun control is important. But uh, I agreed. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's much. The horror in this movie doesn't come off as horror. The pacing is really meh. And that's weird to say about pacing, but it felt like everything happened about when it should. No twists were unexpected except for the really shitty jump to him opening up, taking off the mask. And, oh, I was the dead friend the whole time, which doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever. This movie was trying to be Saw plus Scream plus a couple other movies all rolled into one. And honestly, there was nothing of real interest in this movie. And so that made it easy to start kind of hating it. And I'll say straight up, the thing I hated the most was the acting. I've never seen it. Well, I've seen Bella Dane in one other movie that we watched, which is Sex Guaranteed. That episode will be released at some point. But I've never seen Greg Sulkin, Garrett Clayton, or Parker Sawyers. And we really barely see Parker Sawyers in this movie anyway. But never seen Greg Sulkin or Garrett Clayton in anything else. I looked at their filmographies and I really don't know them from anything. So I can't say that they're bad actors, but they're bad in this movie. And it's hard to tell if the writing helped them out at all, or if they just underperformed or didn't have much to work with. This was terrible from the, from the get go. Their delivery is flat. There's almost no emotion. I think the closest we get to seeing real emoting from Sam is when he realizes their friend is at the back door and being attacked and he runs down the stairs. That's close. That's close to emoting, but really they probably just told him run real fast and put a scared look on your face. And I don't know if you've ever looked at somebody who's sprinting. It's not a professional sprinter. They always default look scared. Somebody learning to sprint looks a little scared. So Stepping back to the scene where the wife kills the the daughter, she didn't even check. She just assumed that she had killed the daughter, even though she had shot her through a door. And I'm like, I watched that scene and I'm thinking, you're not going to go check. You're not going to try and call the police. Because, I mean, apparently the police aren't there. You can tell the police aren't there because there are no flashing lights around your house. Mm -hmm. And no one rushing in after they hear a gunshot. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you go over there and you find out your kid's dead, it's, you know, I don't blame her for going ahead and turning the gun on her, but she didn't check on the child. The child could have still been alive and she could have saved the child. Sure. Also, I, I don't know who or what this lady's experiences with the police were in the past, but in my experience, they don't call you to tell you that somebody's in your house. I don't think that's standard operating procedure. No, they kick the doors in. Yeah, well, and they don't want you to get in the way in any way. Like, they don't want to put you in any more danger than possible, or than they have to. And so I think that just that should have been a tip-off that this isn't real. But yeah, I'm just saying she 360 no-scoped the kid through the door. (laughs) She knew it was a kill shot. She knew it was a kill shot because she's like that, dude. She's she's got skills. I I want a movie from her past to go ahead and see where she learned those skills. (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Lee. Because, <laughs> you, you know, you say that, but I mean, Mr. Lee was apparently a demigod because he could figure out that the boys prank called the, the wife. And oh, my God. Yeah. The amount of information that this guy was able to the, the amount of things he was able to control and access. I'm not saying that these kids were cyber masters that they had all their stuff locked down properly, but he's able to control the power grid. He's able to control their phones. He's able to control their laptop. He's able to take over the Wi-Fi. It is impressive and on top of that he's able to also track friends and relatives of these people so it's pretty insane that he had these kind of powers and the big twist at the end where he sets up brady brady no sam 
to exactly. make it look like he killed Peyton. And if we haven't talked about Peyton enough, it's because she's literally in the movie for four minutes. She's in the movie to basically be a sex object. She is Sam's ex-girlfriend who he finds out slept with Brady. And then this is, this is quickly resolved by them being like brothers forever. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. She's, she's there. She dies almost right after that because that's what she's there for. Yeah. Bell, Bella Dane, you, We've seen you in two movies so far, and if you ever hear this, and I, I highly doubt you will, but Belladine, you can pick better roles than this. Seriously. I, I, I want to see you act in a role where you are not meant to be candy for whatever instance. Like, just, you can play better roles. You can pick better better characters to play. I'm imploring you. I want to see you act something and see if you can actually act out and not get put into a role where you are handicapped. Yeah. Or if you want to play these roles, fine, but try to get something that has some more screen time. I didn't yeah, think you were that bad in sex guaranteed. I just think you had a weird accent going on. And maybe that's apologies. That's how you talk, but I didn't think you were a terrible actress, but this you're barely in the movie and you, you suck in it because everybody sucks in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I mean, I'm going to put the the majority of the blame here on Greg Sulkin as the leading lead of all the actors. I think that mm-hmm. he has just some of the worst reactions and the flattest faces and just everything about the way he performed in this movie was terrible. And yeah. I could not, I couldn't in any sort of sense recommend this unless you're one of those people who loves movies that are so bad, they're good. But I don't think this actually crosses over into that no. threshold because I didn't actually find myself having fun at any point with this movie either. Yeah. I mean, it drove me to boredom. I was like really, I, I in fact, actually after watching this, I had a migraine shortly after. So, I mean, <laughs> just that, that was me actually. Your wife and I have been spiking your food with migraine mm. powder. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm going to blame this movie, even though you've just admitted to going ahead and drugging me. That's fine. Nope. I've Don't already had your computer. You'll never, <laughs> you'll never have access. I'm going to show you videos of your two dogs having sex with other dogs. That's a weird. I mean, I got guess. it. See, now you're now you're trapped. Now what? <laughs> now you have to handcuff your dogs to the staircase and kill them. I see what you did there. <laughs> Is that the only way I can go ahead and get out of the house? Yeah. Or otherwise. Definitely you're... definitely don't use the back door or any windows because he is 360 <laughs> all, all seeing. He oh. can see every entrance and corner of your house at all times. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to go ahead and close my computer to go ahead and make sure that you can't yeah. use the webcam. I was pissed off at that, too, when he took over the computer and they just left it open. They're like, right. he's listening to us and watching us through our phones and cameras. I'm like, so throw all that shit in the oven. Yeah. Like, slam all your shit closed and just assume. I think, honestly, Brady made the best point when he's like, they're already dead. They're, our parents would want us to survive, right? That's what parents mm-hmm. want. I would have been like, yeah, dope. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sam got what he deserved in the end because of that whole aspect, because Brady was smart enough to realize if we don't leave, we're going to die. And yeah. Sure, he's got Peyton, but we don't know if Peyton's going to live. And by the time we, you know, kill one of us, he's probably going to kill Peyton once one of us dies. So then Brady knew what was going on. Brady was stupid, but more intelligent than Sam was. He had kind of like a, an emotional intelligence that Sam didn't have. The yeah. the gut feeling, the intuition to get yeah. to get himself safe or to get somebody safe in a situation. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Where Brady had that intelligence, apparently Sam had super eyes because he was able to 
pay attention enough to go, oh, the clock on the parents' movie is, you know, two hours behind. You might catch that, but I feel like with how chaotic Sam was, I don't think he was going to pay attention to the movie enough to go ahead and figure that sort of stuff out, especially because didn't the movie pop up shortly after the Brady Peyton sex tape popped up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in a state of extreme distress and happened to catch this tiny little detail. But I don't know if you caught it. He was actually going to CSI Academy. So he has the button that just goes enhance and he can see everything. He's and he can make puns. He didn't actually get to the pun making class yet. But had he made it through this movie, he would have been able to go there. He also got some cool sunglasses. It was a whole thing. Mm, Okay, that explains why the camera kept zooming in where his finger was apparently touching the screen. Yeah, and I'll say, at least to give this movie the tiniest bit of credit, the camera work was more interesting than it is in other movies of this quality. They did a lot of long tracking shots where they were zooming through locks and stuff like that. I thought that was more interesting visually than most of this movie, but yeah. at least at least it was something. There's not – a lot of times with these bad movies, these movies that I really don't like, there's not even that. Buddy Games didn't have – any redeeming cinematography <laughs> this buddy games buddy games was the sort of thing that a group of drunk friends thinks is a great movie to go ahead and put up on the internet yeah and it felt like that this feels like somebody who really really thought that they had a home run art wise put it out and let it be you know just let it be a movie i saw i think it made almost no money at the box office it was very not received i don't know that it got wide release or if it only had limited release i know it premiered at festivals yes that was a box office of three hundred thousand dollars i don't see anywhere what the budget was there's very little information on it on wikipedia and i couldn't find much more going through other sites so so with that being said you know i i don't want indie films to not make money but at the same point in time, I kind of don't want this movie to make money because. The... Well, yeah, the success or failure of one indie film isn't indicative of all of them or an yeah. indictment on all of them. But yeah, I mean, this is this kind of actually shows why it is people have a hang up about watching indie films in the first place, because we all know that friend, right, who they won't watch an indie movie. They're like, I don't know. What if it sucks? This is what they mean. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like I said, you see a movie that's so bad it's good. Sometimes indie movies are interesting in a way you didn't expect. Sometimes they're, they blow you away. And you're left being like, holy shit, I wish more movies took risks like that. And this yeah. is none of that. This is absolutely none of that. This is bland filmmaking. Yeah. And I can't even bring myself to really hate it. I just really didn't like it. Yeah. And I'm on the same page with you. I don't hate it. I just kind of... At the end of the day, once we're finished with this, unless someone starts paying us money and asks us to do a second review and they need to, you know, meet whatever requirement you and I establish for that sort of thing to go ahead and do that. But the requirement is how rich are you and I? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I'll I'll say anything if you guys just go ahead and pay a mortgage for a year. Not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a that's a pretty good bar. I'll I'll give you whatever review you want. Yeah. With, with all of our all of our pull. You should be you should be jumping at this opportunity, right? Yeah. Additionally, uh, I will upgrade my my outlook by maybe two degrees for a crunch wrap. That's <laughs> all it takes. If you were to be like, "Hey, I heard you're going to do my movie. Here's a crunch wrap," I'll be a little bit more favorable to your movie. 
I am right on the same page as, as Greg on this. You buy me a Crunchwrap, I'll do the same damn thing. Real quick, I, I got to mention this because I, I mentioned this to Greg. I thought that this I'm movie great. was going to go a different route because I've watched a horror film that was something kind of similar to this. And Brady being the best friend in that movie, in whatever movie it is that I can't remember off the top of my head, the way it played out was the best friend killed the best friend's parents killed the best killed the main character's girlfriend or locked her up or something like that then showed the main character a video of her cheating to kind of be like i love you i love you so much i'm willing to go ahead and take everything from you and force you into this position where the only thing you can accept is me because you know your girlfriend cheated on you i don't have any parents your parents are dead that sort of thing. And I, I wish I remember what movie that was, but I thought that was the route they were going. And when they turned around and it was just Sam and Brady are best friends and Sam kills Brady because he thinks Brady is the killer and all that sort of thing. I was like, okay, well, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So along the lines of predictions, what I thought was going to happen is I thought this whole thing was going to play out. And at the end, it was going to pop out and prank monkey 69 was going to be like, this whole thing was a prank. And when I first thought of that, I turned to my wife who watched this one with me. And I was like, if that happens, this is the worst fucking movie. I, I will be so pissed off now that I've seen the whole thing. I kind of wish that was the ending because yeah. at yeah. least it would have been a moment of catharsis being like, Oh, I fucking knew it. God, I hate this movie. Instead, I was left with this pseudo jigsaw wannabe standing there talking about playing God because that's what a mm-hmm. prank call is, right? You playing God with somebody. Mm-hmm. Also, the- I do oh, want to throw out – I don't really like getting into the, oh, this would never actually happen as I've mentioned several times. But in this case, if a kid and a woman died, these kids would have got arrested because they put their faces on the internet doing it. There would have at least been a charge of yeah. – like manslaughter or unintentional assault or something along those lines, because they clearly work this person into a state of panic. And while those laws vary from state to state and can be enforced, I guarantee you there would have at least been a hearing and potentially a trial. Well, especially because they did it in California. If I remember correctly, the end of it was something like Santa Clarita or something. Yeah. I think it was in California. Yeah. And especially back in 2016, because that sort of stuff was definitely not heard of. Uh, now we have swatting. So, I mean, swatting ends up getting you uh, arrested, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, yeah, this would have done the mm-hmm. same thing. Uh, that that being said, uh, the the guy going, you've got to pay. And I'm like, go away. Go away. End this movie. Yeah. That ending, I mean, even though it was the climax, the ending felt like it dragged out. I feel like mm-hmm. this movie was either 20 minutes or four hours long. I can't really, I can't really say. Apparently, it's 83 minutes, but it felt like 300. And so, yeah, I just, yeah. I couldn't fucking, I couldn't stand this movie. But like I said, I can't bring myself to hate it. It was just so bland. Yeah, I'm indifferent with this movie other than to say, don't watch it. Don't waste your time with this. I will say that Alexis Wasbrot, who is the one of the directors of this, he has won awards for his visual effects on movies like Gravity. So good on him. Yeah. Maybe he was the mastermind behind the camera work. But the other director, Damien Mace, I don't, I don't even have a link to him on Wikipedia. So I'm assuming he hasn't done much else. This just didn't 
or Damien Marseille, I guess. There's the accent. But yeah, overall, hard pass. There are better horror movies out there. We've reviewed better horror movies. I would say No Exit's better than this. I would say that The Wretched is better than this. Uh, Cooties, which is an episode we haven't released, is better than this. So I I can't – there's not a lot – even American Carnage is better than this. It's not even really the same type of movie. I, I can't think of a reason to actually go ahead and watch this movie unless you – know these actors or are huge fans of their careers i know they both both greg and garrett have been in a variety of teen movies so maybe if you're big fans of that then this is for you but even then they probably do better acting there or at least it makes sense in the context of the movie yep Uh, maybe that's what it is this movie is way too serious for how corny it is agreed and real quick the writer of this movie wrote for a TV series that ran from 97 through 99. He wrote for the TV series, the Sentinel in 98. And then it doesn't seem like there's anything else until don't hang, don't hang up came up in 2016. So I don't know what he was doing in between the Sentinel and don't hang up, but the writer for this just saying he had a long period of time before he came up with this. Or this was not, his idea. He or, was given an idea and he had to screenplay it, you know? Or that. Or that. But either way, I mean, it's also possible this guy's name is Joe Johnson, so it's entirely possible that he's been credited with stuff that he didn't do. Very true. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all I have to say about this movie. It's just, it's not worth your time. And it's really yeah. not that much time. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Go do something else with yourself, with, with your time. Good job, um, Peacock. Great, great movie. <laughs> Peacock is uh, really good for for movies and stuff like that. Which, by the way, they uh, they have Twisted Metal, and you and I were talking about watching that at some point. I yeah, I haven't I haven't sat down to watch that yet, but it is high on my list. Yeah. And with that said, don't watch this movie. Go watch something else. You know, go ahead and listen to more of our podcast. You can find us on TikTok, Twitter, which is now called the new thing, and I'm not gonna even give it the time of day. I'm going to go ahead and go on a long winded rant. Not really, not really. I'm not going to go that route, but uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube threads. Is there anything else I'm missing right now? Nope. Just everywhere else you can find podcasts. You'll find our podcast. Everywhere else you can find podcasts. With that being said, Greg, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.